Welcome to the Bill Kelly Podcast, critical discussions in critical times. Here's your host, Bill Kelly. And uh, on today's special edition, we want to talk about the death of actor Matthew Perry and the fallout from that, uh, the reaction to that, and possibly the way going forward. Now, to be clear, this is not going to be a regurgitation or an evaluation of Matthew Perry's career as an actor. There are other platforms that will do that and have done that and will continue to do that and, and good for them. I want to talk about a different aspect of it. And we've seen with the social media reaction that's gone on in the last little while uh, after the death was announced, uh, most of it good, which which is positive, I suppose, and somewhat encouraging. Uh, but there are some others that have made some comments about this that I think are misguided, uh, misinformed that, that we need to talk about here uh, going forward. Now, just to set the tone, I'm, as if anybody doesn't know this by now, uh, Matthew Perry uh, died a couple of days ago. October 28th, I believe it was, uh, 54 years old. He was found dead in his Los Angeles home, more specifically in his hot tub. Uh, the original uh, assessment of this was was drowning. Uh, but that just led to speculation, which is what happens, I guess, on social media all the time, right? Uh, because of, of some of the revelations we knew about Matthew Perry's uh, life and career and uh, some of the demons, as some people characterize, uh, that he had been fighting for quite some time. And, and I think that's what we want to focus on here. Uh, and, and in the interest, by the way, of full disclosure, uh, I've never met Matthew Perry. I've never interviewed Matthew Perry. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I was never a big show of, of Friends, the TV show. And not because I didn't like it. Uh, I just didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to it. If I sat down and somebody else was watching it, I found it amusing sometimes, not so amusing other times. But, but it's not as if, oh, my God, this, this guy was a huge fan and a major part of our life. Well, let's just talk about this. Uh, he was an actor, an acclaimed actor. It was a, a show that he had had great success with, with his his other cast members. Uh, and he'd done some other movies, too. And I'm sure you've read all about those and seen them on Entertainment Tonight and other websites. Uh, but that's that's pretext to what's gone on since then. Uh, because since Friends went off the air, there have been a couple of other uh, adventures that he has been involved with from a theatrical standpoint. Uh, but the, the stories about Matthew Perry subsequent to that had an awful lot, awful lot to do with substance abuse and addiction. Uh, and because he has admitted to those, uh, he talked about that a lot in the book that he wrote, uh, that, uh, friends, lovers, and, and the big terrible thing, uh, his memoir of some of the things that have gone on in his life. And this is a teaching moment. And this is what I wanted to talk about here today. Uh, I don't profess, nor am I qualified, uh, to, to, to be an expert on addiction, addiction research, research rather, and the, and the impact that it can have. Uh, but in my time as a broadcaster, uh, we have endeavored to try to learn more about that because it's an ongoing problem. As a matter of fact, I think there's a very strong case to say this is a crisis. It's an epidemic uh, when we talk about addictions and the results of, of that in our communities. Uh, the people that are you know, in tent encampments right now, many of them are suffering from addiction problems and, and substance abuse problems. Uh, we've done shows about this where I've had panel discussions with, with medical experts, uh, social service experts, uh, addiction experts, quite frankly, and, 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 and even law enforcement and police, because they play a role in this as well, uh, about how we're going to deal with this. What are we doing to deal with this? How are we doing to reach out to the people? Uh, there was a time not too many years ago uh, when people that were dealing with addictions like this were simply tossed in jail. You're a criminal. Get on. Uh, there are some politicians still today, sadly, that seem to think that throwing them in jail or just you know, cutting them off cold turkey is the best thing for them. Uh, we know, I think medically, we know better than that now. Uh, and I don't, you know, we'll, we'll get into that in further discussions, I think. 
But I want to swing it back to, to what Matthew Perry has done here, too. Uh, he has done what other folks have done that do who have a platform. I mean, there are there are people in Hamilton and Toronto and in Burlington and London. I mean, just everywhere where you're watching right now, there are people in those communities that are dealing with addiction. And it's not characterized as some people would say that, oh, yeah, they're at a party and somebody said, hey, sniff some of this. Hey, this this would be great. Or here, drink some of this. I, I'm sure that happens. But an awful lot of the addiction problems that occur start, I don't want to say innocently, but I mean, in ways that you wouldn't think would, would lead to this sort of thing. Uh, painkillers, things of this nature. Uh, people that have had major surgery uh, become addicted to painkillers. And, and once the body starts to crave that, it's very, very difficult to fight that, as it is with alcoholism and a number of other things. This is, this is like a chemical reaction. And it's not just, hey, I need this. Uh, the brain comes into play here, too the most important organ in our bodies uh, that says, hey, I need this. And <clears throat> excuse me, that's that's where things can get very, very dicey here. And I don't think a awful lot of people really seem to understand that. But now, having said that, there was an awful lot of very positive and, and I think sympathetic reaction to, to Matthew Perry's untimely death, uh, a lot from his, his people in the acting community and the entertainment community and, and others who maybe have some insight into addictions and the impact that it can have. Uh, there are a few that had another approach to this, including one jerk, I think, who I'm not even going to mention his name. Uh, apparently, he used to write for Saturday Night Live and fashions himself as a as a, you know, a on the edge comedian uh, who basically said he found it rather comical that uh, that a junkie like Matthew Perry would die in a hot tub. Uh, I, I don't know where this idiot's coming from. Uh, I guess the, the rationale there is, well, once a junkie, always a junkie. What do you expect? Uh, and to which I would say to this guy that, that wrote that, you know, once an asshole, always an asshole. You have no fucking understanding about what other people and other problems that they're dealing with or how to deal with them. So just, you know, shut the hell up because you don't know what you're talking about. Sadly, it happens. I'd like to think that this is a minority opinion. I'd like to think that we have a better understanding of what's going on to try to deal with this uh, because it's been happening forever. Addictions have been a real concern. It's It's been that ugly little thing that people don't talk about. You know, uh, you know, where's uh, where's, you know, John Bob Smith? Uh, well, he hasn't been at work for a couple of weeks. Oh, he's taking a little time off. He may well be in a, in a center to try to deal with some of the problems. We just didn't talk about it back then. And maybe that was part of the problem because it started to fester, you know, people that became addicted. And, and we talked to some of those those panels that I had on the show years ago. Uh, and they said, look, put a face on these people. They're not just, you know, some loser junkie that's, you know, shooting up in, in an alley someplace. Oftentimes, these are professional people get addicted to, to painkillers or any number of other things, uh, and their body craves it. Maybe it's a, a, a bad surgery. I can relate to that. Not that I was addicted to it, but I mean, I can see where it's coming from. I, I've had two knee replacements over the last number of years. And uh, for those of you who have not had that kind of surgery, it hurts like hell for a long, long time. And the pain is severe. And while you're in the hospital, this happens with a lot of surgeries, I guess, that made you, you know, they give you the, the pump, right? The morphine drip, that they call it. And you got the little tube right here and the thing going down. You got a little button. You know, when it really starts to bug you, just hit the button and yeah, you get a shot. Now, again, I want to clarify, uh, there is a limit to how much you can take. I mean, you might want to click, 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 and it, it's only going to give it as you would any other medication. But it's, it's kind of self-prescribing, so the nurses don't have to come running in all the time. But I know a lot of people that were going through that same sort of thing. They were going, come on, come on, come on. And then they're you know, bringing the bell for the nurse. I need more. I need more. We can't have more uh, because we don't want to cause that sort of an addiction. 
and and that's that's morphine. And then oftentimes when those people are discharged, uh, doctors would write prescriptions for things like oxycodone and, and other painkillers, and they are addictive. We know that now that they are addictive. Well, if the pain doesn't subside, and we know that people have chronic illnesses, uh, they still need these sorts of things. And after a while, the prescriptions run out. Where are they going to get the stuff? They become addicts. They start doing terrible things. They start stealing. They start doing whatever they need to do to get that fixed because they need that. Uh, I didn't go through that, uh, thankfully, in my situation. I mean, yeah, we used the drip in the hospital, et cetera. But I, I got prescribed some of those drugs when I went home, and I felt like shit. I re- it just had the total opposite reaction to me. I didn't get high. Uh, you know, maybe the, the pain went away, but I, it, I just didn't like what was going on in my head. So after a couple of days, I just said, get rid of this stuff. I don't want this. I, I'd rather put up with the pain. I'll take some Tylenol. And that's it. Now, not everybody goes through that. And I'm not suggesting I was holier than thou. It just didn't have that impact on me. But I can understand how it can happen to other people. And I think you need to have that understanding that, oh, maybe that's not me. Maybe I've never gone through that. But have a little understanding for other people that are going through this and how it might impact them, too. And this is this is wide reaching. I mean, we know the names, the famous names, Matthew Perry being one that have gone through this and, and, and live to tell their stories. Uh, Elton John has gone through the same process. I'm a huge Elton John fan, as you know. Uh, we didn't always know the story about what was going on in his life uh, back in the 70s and 80s and into the 90s. Uh, but he's written about it. He's talked about it quite freely. If you saw the movie that was out a few years ago, kind of a, a, a semi-documentary there, a biopic uh, called Rocket Man, which he oversaw, by the way, it told the ugly story of his addictions and how it impacted his life and ruined his personal relationships and almost killed him. It, and and it's, it's very cathartic, I suppose, for them to talk about this. But I think the reason that celebrities especially do this sort of thing is to try to teach us that, hey, it can happen. It can happen to anybody. Yeah, I'm rich. Yeah, I'm famous. Yeah, I've got all sorts of celebrity status. But my body is aching right now for this. John Lennon wrote about that. Uh, remember with the the Plastic Ono Band, he did a song called Cold Turkey. That was him coming off a of heroin and how ugly that was. Uh, not a pretty song, but a song that we had to hear. It's and, and others have gone through similar situations and written books about it. And, and they're not doing it to say, hey, look at me. I think the motivation for that an awful lot of the time is please learn from me because not everybody has the opportunity to come through this as, as, as I may have. Uh, and I think that's what was happening with Matthew Perry. In his situation, he he was an admitted addict. He talked about this. I mean, he looked so emaciated during the last uh, couple of years of Friends. And we know that he went through a number of different programs. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they work and you have a relapse. It's like going on and on and on in situations like this uh, because that craving can still be there. What you're trying to do is control it. Uh, and again, some of the experts will, have told me in, in some of the shows we've done that it, it never goes away. You just have to be able to control it and, and understand the signs and, and avoid circumstances where it's going to try to take you over and become the beast in your body once again. And that's hard for some people. And those are the celebrities. That's, those are the Elton Johns. Those are the, the, the Matthew Perrys. Those are the, the others that have gone through these sorts of things uh, and written books about it and talked about it. For every one of those celebrities, there are millions of people out there whose names you will never know, whose circumstances you will never know, that are going through that same hell, and some of them don't come out the other side, sadly, uh, which is why cities talk about things like safe injection sites, uh, because you're addicted. You can't just say, okay, you're not going to get that stuff anymore. 
uh, because that can kill you as well. Do you remember when, when COVID started uh, and we started talking about the restrictions? And I don't want to get into the vaccination stuff or all that's the, the government policies. Uh, that's for another day. And I, But one of the things that they did uh, was had to do with the, the LCBO, the liquor stores here in Ontario. And the immediate reaction was when all the shutdowns were occurring was, okay, we got to shut down the liquor stores too. And the health experts, the health experts said, you can't do that. I mean, yeah, there's the social drinking, et cetera, but there are a number of people, millions of people that are addicted to alcohol and you can't cut off that supply cold turkey because the health ramifications could be fatal. So they that they continued with the LCBO and the liquor stores, et cetera. Just, just one example of, of how important this is for us to understand the ramifications of addiction. And I think that's one of the things that Matthew Perry uh, tried to talk about. Uh, I, I saw him on a number of the talk shows, Graham Norton and some of the other shows uh, over the years after he did Friends. Uh, again, again, after his memoir came out. Uh, yeah, he's trying to sell the book, but he also wanted to sell the story of what that book was talking about. And and I give credit to he and, and others that have come forward and say, look, my life was shit because of this and because of my my addiction to this and because of my, the fact that I, I needed this and crave this. Don't let it happen to you. And I know, I know we, we overuse things like that. You know, we just went through Halloween. Oh, I'm addicted to chocolate. No, you're not addicted to it. You just like it. But when you're in a situation where you just have to have it and you go into shakes and you go through withdrawal, uh, with some of these other substances, that's a living hell in and of itself. I'll go back to this example I used of John Lennon and the song Cold Turkey. Uh, Google it, listen to it, and and the kind of stuff he went through with withdrawal. Uh, it's not a pretty picture, and it's not a, a picture that a lot of people can go through, and they don't always go through that successfully, too. So Matthew Perry decided, because of his circumstance and because of the platform that he had as a celebrity, he was going to talk about this. He was going to talk about the impact that it had and how he tried to battle this. And he didn't just talk about it. He doesn't write a book about it. He, he started a foundation. He used some of his money. He actually dedicated his house in Los Angeles as a center for people to go to, uh, to try to get over these addictions. And, and as, as we look at you know the, the, the obit for a guy like Matthew Perry, uh, I don't want him remembered. And again, I got no skin in this game. He's not just a guy that was on crack and all this other stuff and that finally did it. First of all, we don't know that. There's no proof that that actually happened. Uh, yes, he, he died at a rather young age, but uh, he put his body through an awful lot of hell. And sometimes there's there's a price to pay for that, even though you may still be clean. Uh, the body is ravaged. That happens. We don't know. And I'm not going to start to speculate on that right now. But this is a guy who went through hell and said, look, it, I want to tell my story so other people can understand two things. First of all, don't go down that road. Uh, but secondly, if it's a, you do go down that road or if you're already in that road and you're looking for a way out, there are ways out. And that was the message he put in his book. And I think it was the message that he talked about an awful lot uh, in, in those talk shows and the, the other celebrity pieces that he did. Uh, there's a quote that he did on a, on a podcast uh, just, I guess, about a year ago. And I'd like to think that this is how he's going to be remembered. Yes, it, it, he's a guy that had great success in, in acting and in, in comedies, etc., but he wrote and said on this on this particular uh, cast, he says, the best thing about me, bar none, is that if somebody comes to me and says, I can't stop drinking, can you help me? And he said, I can say yes and follow up and actually do it. And he went on to say, Matthew Perry went on to say, he says, when I die, I don't want friends to be the first thing that's mentioned in my obit. 
I want it to be that first thing, that I was there to help people that really needed help. And he says, I'm going to spend the rest of my life proving that. Well, I think he did. And I think that is what we should remember him for. The fact that he was a, a flawed human being, as all of us are. Uh, he tried to deal with his demons, sometimes successfully, sometimes not so, as all of us do. But he died trying to help himself and to help others. And that's, I think, the legacy for Matthew Perry and so many others who go unnamed to try to do that same thing. That's it for this special edition of the Bill Kelly Podcast. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Rebecca Wizens and her team at Wizens Law. Rebecca Wizens is a 20-time winner of the Hamilton Reader's Choice Awards for their exceptional client care and legal practice specializing in personal injury, car accidents, accidental falls, and Wilson Estates. Now, if you or a loved one have been seriously injured, or if you want to make sure that your family is taken care of for the future with the will and powers of attorney, call Rebecca Wizens, 905-522-1102 for a free consultation. When life happens, you can rely on Rebecca Wizens and Wizens Law. And trust me, Rebecca is my wife. I don't know what I'd do without her. That's Wizens Law, 905-522-1102 for a free consultation. Subscribe to my Substack for timely news updates and commentary straight to your inbox. Let's keep the conversation going. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Let me know what you think we should be talking about next by contacting me through my website at www.billkelly.co. Thanks for tuning in. This is Bill Kelly. Till next time, you take care. Thank you.